everybody, and welcome again to a, another edition of Beyond the Column. I'm your host, William Lutz, and uh, we've got an interesting show for you today. We're going to talk about a column that will run uh, this week in the Troy Daily News and the Piqua Daily Call. And you're going to want to listen to the very end because we have a special contest that we'll talk about our next episode, which is about a book I read. And I'm going to be very, very excited to share that information with you next week. But in the meantime, let's kind of dig right into it. What would you say if I said over a period of six years, one out of every four children in my community disappeared? Well, you would probably feel that something was uh, very nefarious going on or there was some type of horrible incident, something of that nature. But in fact, what we're seeing is we're seeing an environment where people just aren't having any kids. Uh, Here in Troy, Ohio, which is a small community of about 25,000 people just north of Dayton, the amount of kids ages zero to five has dropped 26% from 2010 to 2016. And, you know, you kind of dig into the census data a little more and you see that uh, the number of four-person households, this is kind of mom, dad, two kids, the percentage of those households have dropped as well. In 2010, those households made up 20% of all households in the community. And now in 2016, it's only 17%. So we're seeing more and more households that are becoming smaller and smaller as this community is getting older and older. And what we're seeing here in Troy is not just an anomaly. It's really happening everywhere. Across America, the number of children aged zero to five is also dropping. So in 2010, children made up Children 0 to 5 were uh, 6.9% of our population. It's now down to 6.2% of our population. And you might think, you know, 7 tenths of a percent. That's true. But, you know, you think about how the population has grown and how we're talking about 300 million people. And so we're seeing an environment where we're seeing less and less children Um, here in the United States, and and more specifically here in Troy. And of course, you know, you have to ask yourself, why aren't people having any children? Well, it was interesting because this week I found an article uh, by the New York Times in which they commissioned a survey of 1,900 uh, men and women of childbearing age. I believe the ages of the survey were from roughly age 25 to age 40. And as you read the article, you you kind of saw that what you would expect in terms of the responses. Um, a lot of these issues were economical, in fact. Um, some of them were, were more personal reasons. Um, some people don't want to have kids. They just don't. And so there's a lot of different things that are at play on this decision. Um, But there were some very interesting dynamics in play. If you took a moment, sat back and really read the article and some of the things that they were saying. So there were basically two groups that were kind of being discussed here. Um, One group were for folks that have no kids. 
And a second group that came up was a group that has no desire to have any kids whatsoever. And the group that has some kids but can't have any more, they were basically looking at things from a very economic, a very practical point of view. So they were looking at things like childcare is just too expensive. And um, it is. And, and, you know, uh, our own personal situation is that we are a single income family. Um, My wife stays at home with our two children, ages 11 and age seven. And, you know, I remember distinctively having that conversation with her when we found out that we were expecting our first child, that it almost um, was going to actually (laughs) be more of an economic advantage for us if she left the workforce than to stay into it. Um, Because whatever she was going to make from her position, which at the time was a teacher, um, we might as well just give all of those dollars to the child care provider. And so it was a very difficult decision, but it was a decision that was was really done in a very practical sense. Um, another reason that was cited by these uh, 1900 young men and women is that they were worried about the economy. Um, and boy, doesn't that ring true? Um, you know, I know when my wife and I were starting out, we had the the uh, the real estate bubble was, was just bursting. It seemed. And, and, you know, we had known of the great recession for a good part of our married life as well. And, and you, you just don't know where the other shoe is going to drop economically. Um, opportunities for employment, opportunities to earn an income have changed so much over the last, um, even the last 15 to 20 years since, you know, I've been out of college really. And so we're beginning to see kind of a redefining of how, how we go about earning more money. And, you know, until some of those really deep questions get answered, I can understand how people are reticent to have more children. And while this really comes down to is the third reason we can't afford more children. And, and, And I get it. Um, Children are, are are expensive um, from a practical sense. It costs money to have children. It's another hungry mouth to feed. And so I can understand how folks feel the way that, you know, if you've budgeted your dollars and you know exactly how much X, Y, and Z is going to cost, and now you add a new child, and, and not only is that a cost today, but it's going to be more of a cost in the future. Um, with wage stagnation where it is, you're not seeing wages rise, you know, it can be very perilous to see where you're going to be financially if you would like to add another child to the mix. And so that's kind of setting the table for where we're going to go next. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to talk about those folks that don't have kids and don't want any kids and also What's society going to look like in a more childless 
childless uh, way, you know, what's going to look like if we have no children. So stay tuned and uh, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back again. This is William Lutz with the Beyond the Column podcast. Uh, glad you could enjoy enjoy this today. Um, we just got done talking about some of the uh, reasons that folks gave a recent survey to the New York Times on why they're not interested in having any more kids. And let's take a little bit of a different turn now. We'll talk about what some of the reasons were folks gave for not wanting kids at all. And um, these issues that were brought up were a lot less economic in nature and were more about the individuals themselves, I guess is the best way to put it. So uh, the largest reason it was given was that I want to make my career a greater priority than having children. And there's certainly um, nothing wrong with that. Um, In an extreme sense, though, if you begin to put a greater emphasis on your career, you know, I'm wondering when does that stop and do you ever get to the point where you want to have children? And of course, not everybody thinks this way because if everybody did, you could see the demise of of any community or, or any state or any nation pretty quickly, especially one that uh, doesn't have any degree of in-migration into its community. A second one was, I want more leisure time, which again, you know, I'm not going to fault folks for wanting more leisure time. Um, I do find it fairly interesting though, because, uh, you know, if these are folks that are right out of college, these are kids right out of college and they want more leisure time, I, I find it somewhat of a curious statement. Because really, if you're in college, that is, uh, at least for myself, it was one of the more leisurely times of life. Now, you know, I, I did pride myself on being a fairly good student, and I was... Uh, six years and two degrees later, but um, I don't think there was anything that was overly demanding about being a university student. Um, And I'm just wondering, you know, if these individuals that make these types of statements, are they looking for leisure time to do something or are they looking for leisure time away from something? And if there was one thing that I wish the survey would go into, that would kind of be it there. Because it's like, what exactly are you trying to get away from or what are you trying to go towards? Um, If you're trying to experience life before you settle down and have a family, I get that. I understand that completely. Um, But if you're trying to get away from something, what is it exactly that you're trying to get away from? Uh, Because I do believe that sometimes... Uh, the meaning of life, how life plays itself out is really in the struggles that we have. And many of those struggles you're going to have are going to be those struggles when you're right out of the gate. Um, It's very difficult to find yourself in the world with a, you know, a diploma where the ink's very, it's still wet. I 
mean, it's, it's brand spanking new and you think you have a lot of knowledge, which you do, but you still are kind of faced with the environment where the things you don't know are much, much greater than the things you do know. And I'm even, I'm even in that boat and, you know, I, I've got a few years of, of life behind me, but I'm still considered by some to be young. I, some would probably like my son would consider me old, but I think most people would say I'm middle-aged and the things that I don't know, uh, continually outgrow the things I do know. And it's not that I'm trying to be more of a dullard as I go on, but it's just that I know that there's things that I don't know and our, and our collective knowledge is expanding more and more each and every day. There was one quote in the article I found interesting. Uh, I believe this was from a, a 23-year-old um, nurse who lives in Michigan. Uh, I'm going to paraphrase it, but it was something to the effect of, I, if I had a child, I would have the responsibility to raise this person to be a productive member of society. And some days I'm not even responsible myself. And, and there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of courage in that statement. I think this individual gets a, a lot of credit for understanding their own individual shortcomings. But I would also say that no one's got it all right. Um, if you even just kind of parse that statement, if she doesn't even feel responsible herself, does that mean that her parents somehow didn't didn't do things right? And I don't think anybody believes that. But boy, if you're going to wait um, for the exact moment of full clarity and ultimate responsibility uh, to have children, that time will probably never come um, because all of us feel that we're adequately unprepared, not only for children, but really in most things in our life. You know, we, we kind of stumble along doing the best that we can and, and we're ready to take that step. We have enough knowledge to take that step. And sometimes we do feel like we're, we're not ready to take it, but we take it anyway. Um, there, there is a time when, when courage means a lot more, than responsibility. And so what does it mean for us to live in a society that has fewer and fewer children? We'll talk about that next. We're going to take a quick break. I hope you can stick around. All right, so we're back talking about why people do not have children. And in this segment, we'll talk a little bit about kind of the uh, implications of that on larger society. And uh, in the article that will run in the Troy Daily News and the Pickwood Daily Call on Monday, July 9th, uh, I tried to think of a society in which uh, old people, uh, senior citizens are revered, and we're not seeing as many young people come in. And one of the countries that really came to my mind was Japan um, for reasons of economic distress, urban overcrowding, um, things of that nature. 
the Japanese do not have a lot of children. Um, they certainly don't have large families. Um, and so what are some of the things that we could see in Japan and are they translatable uh, to American society if we continue to go down this road of having fewer and fewer children? And of course, the answer to that is I don't know. But, uh, you know, when you have 700 words to put out in a newspaper, you've you got to fill some of it up in, in trying to think about what the future would look like. I took a look at Japan and it was a little scary what I saw because there was about a 20 year period in the not so distant past where the Japanese economy just flat out struggled. Um, real wages for their employees over there uh, shrunk by, I believe, 5%. Um, their gross domestic product was on a negative slide for, I believe, 10 to 15 years. So the financial implications of not having children could be detrimental. We don't even have to look at Japan, but just look at our own systems that we've created here in the United States. Um, even though we know the millennials are one of the larger, if not the largest demographic group that's currently entering the workforce, if those previous, I mean, if those following generations are not as large, we're going to end up with problems in some of our entitlement programs, uh, things like Medicare, things like Medicaid, things like Social Security. You know, if you have a environment in which individuals are getting older and older and older, and there's fewer younger people to kind of help pull the ropes a little bit, you quickly end up in an environment where there's more people that are expecting or needing governmental services from those that are providing it. And one of the things you see is you see large deficits. We certainly have that here in the United States, but even on a more local level, um, think about think about what happens in your own town or your own county. And I'm thinking right here in Miami County, one of the things that we could easily see over the next five to 10 years is the establishment of a senior services tax levy. Um, they're fairly common in Ohio. I want to say around 50 to 60 counties in Ohio have this type of levy. Uh, but we do not. Um, that could certainly change. Uh, programs like Meals on Wheels, uh, things like that could easily gain more traction in a community where there's older folks. You're going to need more services in healthcare, care, uh, more services in recreation, um, more services in kind of adult daycare type facilities. And again, those come with costs. And sometimes those costs are borne not only by the individual family that, that's dealing with that, but also by kind of the larger society itself. And so if we end up having more people that need things from government at all levels, and less people that are, are kind of footing the bill, we can expect to live in an environment where we're going to have higher taxes moving forward. And so that was basically a quick run, a recap of the article that will be in the July 9th Troy Daily News and Pickle Daily Call. I hope you enjoyed it. I do want you to stick around. We have a special announcement here right after this break. Thank you. 
So we're back, and I just want to take a quick moment and thank all of you for listening. Um, as I said last week, this is kind of a bit of an experiment. It was a long-term goal for myself, and I didn't know how it would play out. But really, the first week was phenomenal. We had a lot of support from folks um, near and far that uh, enjoyed the program, uh, gave some good constructive criticism. We're going to try to continue to work on it make this better, make this more interesting to you, the listener, also a little more interactive. Um, and so we do want to say that right now we appear to be on most of the big podcasting uh, aggregators out there. So uh, applause us, like us, share us, write a review, uh, do whatever you can to help get the word about what we're doing here, because we think this is pretty exciting. And I certainly hope that you think it is exciting too. As part of that excitement, we have something very, very special to share with you. So uh, next week, I'm going to detail a little bit about a book I read. And it's not so much about what the book is about. It's who the book is about. And the book is really about the guy who said this. We are told by the opposition that we must have a change, that we must have a new deal. It is not the change that comes from the normal development of national life to which I object or you object, but the proposal to alter the whole foundations of our national life, which have been built through generations of testing and struggle and the principle upon which we have made this nation. Now, if you know who that guy is, I want you to tell me, because I have a $5 Starbucks gift card for you. So if you're one of the first two individuals to tweet me at William Lutz, that's all one word and you spell the last name L-U-T-Z, again, at William Lutz on who this individual is and you get it correct, I will send you a $5 Starbucks gift card for our first two winners. Uh, This is our attempt to make this a little more interactive, a little more exciting um, so again, if you know who that was, tweet me at William Lutz with your answer. If you're right, I'll get back with you and I will get you a gift card to Starbucks. Um, also, you know, feel free to tweet me throughout the week with your other comments, your ideas. Also check us out at our website, williamlutz.org. You can catch my column in the Troy Daily News and the Pickwood Daily Call every Monday. And again, this is William Lutz. Thank you very much for listening to this week's edition of Beyond the Column. Have a great week. 